Uh, recording in progress. I'm trying to think of what funny stuff. Uh-oh. Say. Uh-oh. Oh, we're recording now. Uh-oh. Got to watch those language or family-friendly show here. Today is the last day of November that we can get out our Christmas pickles. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, let's go ahead and get this thing going. This is the podcast that sounds funny, and this is the week of November 30th, 2021, season two, show number five, episode 57. We're two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. I'm your host, Keith, and joined with me today are Harry and Jill. (laughs) We all have colds, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) I know leading up to my uh, anniversary weekend off, which would have been the 21st, my wife had the cold leading into it and she was feeling better over the weekend, which was fine. And then coming back, we did our podcast that Tuesday. That was okay. And then all, as the day went on my throat, it's like, I can't talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope I can do it today. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is worse early, like when I first get up, but when I start drinking coffee, it's like the warmness melts whatever's in my throat, but I still feel like I sound funny. Yeah. <clears throat> you sound I'll funny. Be my, I'll be clearing my throat a lot today. <laughs> yeah, possibly me too. But yeah, um, I, I, I actually was wondering how I'd do my, my other podcast, but unfortunately I didn't have the interview that I thought I would be doing. But I, I managed to grab out one of my archived shows. I whipped it out real quick. Yeah, I listened to it already this morning. It was pretty good. Uh, it's from uh, 1943. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, it was an old-time radio episode. That we, we did On the it Armed Forces Network. Talking and, about the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. yeah, it was a religious old-time radio show. So I thought we shared it way back then. I'll share it again. It is Christmas and it had a holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmasy kind of a message to it. Uh, but yeah, but uh, I'm actually not sounding too froggy today, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, but anyway, I'm just, I'm kind of disappointed in our listeners. Uh, well, it's, it's down a little bit, but it's still on the upswing. Uh, you know, the thing is, I, I guess people listen for a show or two and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are terrible. No, These guys are stupid. It's not but funny. Hey, they're not so funny after all. You're not so funny. Uh, that's fine. But what I'm trying to say here is, is if people listen, you know, being a podcast, we don't know who you are. Uh, but before you decide to leave, can you please do me a favor and send me an email and say why you don't like the show? TSF at that sounds funny.com. Because uh, it's, it's good to know. How, how can we get things better if we uh, don't have don't anybody tell us? Negative feedback. It's just utterly horrible because you all just suck so bad. Well, that's good to know, too. (laughs) Constructive criticism. Yeah, offer some some, constructive critique and say, oh, well, the audio quality is bad or the host. Yeah, Roger. 
<laughs> well, the hosts just don't have anything funny to say, or you go there, or or I really hate the the sound effects they drop in. That's good enough, too. He hates me, you know. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Boy, if that isn't one for the books. What? Yeah. I hate you. So, but yeah, if you listen to the show because you heard about us and you just think, man. Well, let me know. Let me know what. So, eh. You wish to chat? Um, give me something to work on. Yeah. But anyway, that's not how we'd like to start. We'd like to start with a opening story. Could be a classic family story, something funny, reading, watching, doing. Does anyone have a question? So, I know Terry has something. Well, mine is just that we, our tenants here at the building here, Terry's mini mall here, down. Uh, on the end of the building, they they opened it. They had a new sign, and uh, the name of their shop says Service Emporium. And so I was just wondering, I was asking Jill, and that sounds like one of your words, Emporium. Uh, what's an Emporium, and how do we service it? You know? Yeah, well, and so, I don't know. <laughs> I'm biting my tongue to suggest some things. <laughs> <laughs> but an Emporium is an old fashioned word for a kind of eclectic store that has all kinds of manner of things in it. Right. And that's kind of, you know, that's what they're, they're doing. They're trying to do just like we are, just selling right. different things. And instead of calling it a junk store. <laughs> Sanford and the Sun. <laughs> like a hand store or something. Yeah. yeah Come on it, in and service your emporium. An emporium, it's like a curio <laughs> shop. It's like a gift shop. It just has a variety of knickknack, this and that kind of thing in it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Does Jill have something? Or I, I got it. something. I thought it was kind of funny. Of course, it was Thanksgiving and all the kids came home for Thanksgiving and my little three-year-old grandson was getting a bath for the day, and he uh, felt an urge coming on. So he's trying to climb out of the bathtub to hop up on the potty, and didn't quite make it, and dropped a couple little nuggets on the floor. <laughs> and then he did make a couple in the potty too. But I was happy that he decided to jump out of the tub and not leave any floaters in the tub. Yeah, kids do do that. <laughs> yeah. It was funny when he dropped him. He says, uh oh. <laughs> Did I make it? Uh, but if they're in a tub, you'd have to do the waffle stump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my other grandson lost a tooth over the weekend. So that was uh, something different. He lost, not all he wants for Christmas is his two front teeth. Yeah. He's missing his top two. I could only have my two front teeth. Merry Christmas. We had a grandkid who was in that position a couple of years ago, it seems like. Needing the yeah. two front teeth for Christmas. They, uh, yeah, my story <clears throat> involves your oldest daughter. <laughs> my oldest daughter? Hmm. Yeah, remember whenever mom was in ICU before she passed away? And mm-hmm. All the kids all came and, and got together and you know had set up with her and stuff. And I remember at the time, I think she only had her her oldest child, yeah. Uh, and and all the other you know sisters and cousins were all having babies left and right. It seemed like, so she called to say, "I'm I'm driving down to visit Grandma and everybody." And I said, "Hey, all your other siblings and people are having babies. How come you don't have any more?" 
She goes, well, we're working on it right now. I thought, well, right now while you're driving? <laughs> That's very talented. <laughs> How do you do that? No, don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> she goes, no, that's not what I mean. Like, I know that's not what you mean, but it's still funny. <laughs> well, you can lower the seat all the way down to the floor now. <laughs> it's funny, though, because then nine months later, she did have uh, her second daughter. Yeah, she, she did. So she she must must have a working lot in that car, yes. Well, or it was one of the brand new self-driving cars. Although <laughs> on that trip, her husband didn't come down at that time. He did come down later <laughs> down on that trip. So she she was alone in her car. She was for, practicing for the record, by herself. For the record, she was alone in the car. <laughs> yeah, so she wasn't act, actually working on it in the car, on the phone at that time. <laughs> that, let's move on to... <laughs> Uh, what's the next thing we like to do? Holidays. Holidays. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays. Ooh. Holidays. You got any holidays? Yeah, I've got to find my holidays. No. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Went right past them. There we go. Holidays. Now, it is November 30th today. We'll have to read in from Tuesday to Tuesday. Uh, although listeners of this show, by the time you hear this will be old stuff, but we'd like to review it anyway, because for us, it's today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Giving Tuesday today, which, uh, as mentioned, we do have a donate button on our website. Ahem, 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 ahem. It is... Uh, Guru Nama Jayanti, some kind of a Hindu, kind of a religious guy day. National Computer Security Day. So all you Cyber Monday shoppers, you might want to check your computer security for the hackers out there. Hey, let it's, me interject something there. Hmm? There's a, the uh, locally here at Godfrey, there's no school at Lewis and Clark campus, campus this week because somebody had hacked into all the computers. Well, I'm afraid that'll have to remain a secret. Oh, no. no. Computer on campus is infected. <laughs> uh, they, they got uh, some kind of, maybe it's the Omicron virus they have in there. Ooh. <laughs> Say, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> it's a National Mason Jar Day, which could mean canning, or it could mean white lightning. Who knows? Something. <laughs> Well, I'll be dang uh, It's National Stay at Home Because You're Well Day. Unlike yeah, we're all, sick. all of us with head colds today. It's St. <laughs> Andrew's Day today. Um, and moving on into December. December 1st, Wednesday. National Christmas Lights Day. So I guess that means you put up your Christmas lights if you don't already have them up. I know traditionally we would always go to our grandma's house for Thanksgiving and she'd make everybody untangle her lights and string out her <laughs> evergreen bushes out front and around her windows. And, and it was a big day of putting up lights before everybody left for the Thanksgiving weekend. But anyway, it's a Christmas tree day, light day, Wednesday, December 1st. is World AIDS Day. So if you don't have AIDS yet, 
<laughs> yeah, celebrate. Ah, stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, don't want to do that. I guess be aware. Be aware of it. It's eat a red apple day. Interesting. I guess you could do like on a string or something or eat Bob for apples. Yeah, more, Bob for apples. <laughs> that's more of a uh, an autumn thing. I guess technically it's still autumn. Uh, moving on. Oh, I skipped something. National Hand Washing Awareness Week. So all week long, wash your hands. Be aware that you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. It is a whole month of giving. So if you missed Giving Tuesday, you can still hit our donate button all month long. For the sum of, say, $10? <laughs> I didn't say nothing about giving you ten dollars. Well, I heard somebody say it, and I accept. All right, here's twenty-five dollars. Now go. Every day, hit us up for a few bucks. That'll be uh, ten thousand dollars. Can't you let me have say twenty-five thousand dollars? It is National Drunk Driving Prevention Month. Uh, always a good thing. Universal is Human Rights Month. So all the humans in the universe <laughs> unite for those human <laughs> rights. It is Safe Toys and Gifts Month. So yeah, don't don't give your kids like you know razor blades and play with for Christmas, I guess. Oh, that was what I had planned. Oh, I know. Gonna take them all back. Exchange with something safe. <laughs> Uh, moving on to December, what says, 2nd, Thursday, National Fritters Day. Hey, December 2nd is my grandson's 14th birthday. It, you know what else it is? It's National Mutt Day. Oh, he's going to have to get him another dog. <laughs> to get him a mutt. It's our Christmas party for the Madison County Blind. Oh. Yeah. Well, awesome. it's... Also, United Arab Emirates National Day. So that's what we have on that day. December 3rd, Friday. International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Hmm. It's not they just say disabled people. So persons with disabilities. It, 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 it doesn't... Making it sound more formal doesn't change what it is. <laughs> Sounds like a movie. Christmas with the dis disabled. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas with the cranks. And it's international too. So any anywhere internationally, if you know somebody disabled, they be aware, celebrate, whatever. It is National Bartender Day. So take your disabled friend out to for a drink at the bar, I guess. <laughs> um that's all I have on that day. December 4th, Saturday. Uh, can oh, candle day. I could that was saying candle or candle. It's candle of like the kind that you light. Light a candle today. Yeah. It's oh, National day. Cookie Day. Ooh, yeah. So join me around the lit candle and eat a cookie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Of course, Christmas cookies are the thing to do this time of year. 
December 5th, Sunday, International Ninja Day. Hmm. <laughs> uh, National Repeal Day. I don't know what that means. You have a banana, you peel it, you peel it again. <laughs> <laughs> repeal. It sounds something legal to me. Yeah, well, maybe. That's all, the, all there is on that day. It used to be Mom's birthday. Uh, December 6th. <laughs> For anybody in the audience who's got a birthday today, happy birthday to you. On someone's birthday who happens birthdays. to be on this podcast. Yeah. Terry's birthday. <laughs> St. Nicholas Day. I know. St. Nicholas Day. St. Nicholas Day, Terry's birthday, put on your own shoes day. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, stop making your wife do it for you, Terry. But I put them on myself. You're a big boy. <laughs> National Miners Day. Miners. Uh, as an M-I-N-E-R, like a coal miner, not an M-I-N-O-R, like a young person. Like digging up your nose for in that mine shaft. Yeah, mining for nuggets. <laughs> it is National Gaspacho Day. Gaspacho. Gaspacho, whatever those are. It's some kind of food, I'm sure. It's a cold soup you eat cold, yeah. I believe. Um, no, that's uh, so, something else. Uh, it's cold soup. Uh, let's see. Coming around full circle to next Tuesday, December the 7th, Flag Day of India. A day that shall live in infamy. <laughs> it is International Civil Aviation Day. National Cotton Candy Day. Interesting. You would think that would be in the summertime. Right. National Letter Writing Day. Now, I thought that was in April. Well, Apparently, this one, you though, actually write letters A, B, C. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they have more than one letter writing day. Imagine that. <laughs> As Terry mentioned, it is a National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, the day that lives in infamy, the, the day that kicked off World War II for the USA. Yeah. And that's all we have to round out the week is those holidays right there. Get your Christmas pickles ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't see any Christmas pickles on the list, but uh, we got to get one and put it on our tree. We didn't put our tree up. Yeah. Well, this is where we'd like to move into our news. news of the week. It don't matter. I heard one I told Terry on the news the other day. You know how our president uh, released a bunch of oil to make gas prices cheaper? Uh, <laughs> well, Canada released a bunch of oh, yeah. maple syrup because there's a shortage of maple syrup. So they broke into their stash, their country stash of maple syrup to uh, <laughs> make sure everybody did not have to go without their syrup Suffer on their pancakes. Syrup. Now I'm in. Oh. 
poor people with no syrup. Darn it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a sad news story. It's sad to our younger brother, Steve. What's that? Um, in Tennessee, a semi-truck, it didn't spill toilet paper. It didn't spill milk. It didn't spill money. It spilled Jack Daniels all yeah. over the state. <laughs> Alcohol abuse. Uh, where's AA? <laughs> there was a truck, a semi-truck, carrying $438,000 worth of Jack Daniels mm. overturned on the ramp getting on the Interstate 24, overturned and spilled. Numerous bottles of Jack Daniels were busted open and spilled all over her. And I heard some other do this report, and they said they should have overturned a Coca-Cola truck, too. <laughs> Had some Jack and Coke. And some swizzle sticks. and <laughs> or, or, or some honey and, mix, and lemon and make your homemade cough syrup. <laughs> yeah. Be calm, my dear. And so our brother, who enjoys Jack Daniels greatly... <laughs> Yeah, who has a giant bottle in his house, which probably still isn't open, but yeah. big giant three liter bottle, or, or, or maybe it has been and refilled several times for all we know. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I told him you could always refill it. <laughs> anyway, that's my first one. All right. Well, California condors can have a virgin birth. Huh? Which is this time of Christmas, virgin birth. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, in San Diego, California, uh, they have discovered that condors can have a virgin birth, according to a recent study. Uh, researchers with the San Diego Zoological, whatever uh, researchers, <laughs> uh, conducted genetic testing on recently hatched chicks uh, from unfertilized eggs. Uh, neither of the chicks that hatched were related to any of the males in their group. Uh, it's the first report of this kind of asexual reproduction in California condors, although it has been known to occur in other species uh, ranging from sharks to Komodo dragons, um, but not in birds. It only occurs when females don't have access to males. They can actually, I guess, somehow self-fertilize an egg. <laughs> Maybe another species, a male flies by or something and rubs up against them. Maybe they're having that having a special dream in their nest one night, and it, and it wasn't really a dream. But it was actually, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just thought, uh, being the Christmas season, uh, and I seen Virgin Birth, I thought that'd be a timely topic to talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, when people talk about having babies, they talk about the birds and the bees. I wonder what the birds talk about with their baby eggs. Yeah. The people, the, the, the people and the mosquitoes or they, something. They, they tell all their, their little baby birds about the people. 
<laughs> yep. Well, my second story is about a rare coin that was minted in 1652 and it sold at auction for $350,000. It was a shilling worth 12 pennies. Oh, yeah. I think and I seen that headline. I didn't read the article. Yeah. It was one of the first coins minted in the United States. Here's a little history about it. Um, other coins were coming in from, you know, other ships coming with sailors using coins from other countries. But mm-hmm. this was the first one minted in the United States. But then they closed down the mint because it was treasonous to the king at that time. They closed it down in 1685, I think it was. Huh. And they found this coin. It was a silver shilling. And a candy tin with a bunch of other odd coins in somebody's house. And they auctioned it off to somebody here in the United States. And it said it had an NE for New England on one side and a Roman numeral 12 for the 12 pennies that it was worth on the other side. Hmm. So there's a little history information. Yeah, it's over over $300,000. That's a pretty good markup on the money. Because it's different and everybody likes it. Yeah, it was. 12 cents becomes $300,000. Yeah. This is why coin collecting is so popular. <laughs> yeah. It was in good condition, evidently, because whoever kept it put it away in that candy uh, tin or whatever for years. And But it's weird to think that it's been around since 1652. Yeah, at least close to 400 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. If you want to, if you make your coin collection worth money, sock it away, come back to it 400 years later. <laughs> Boys, I'm stupid, but I ain't that stupid. You worth over 300,000 times this value. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you might not be allowed to enjoy it, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. You got our story for us, Terry? My next story is a takes place in Tennessee as well, close to the overturned Jack Daniels truck. Police were called to an elementary school where the, all the kids were drunk. <laughs> they were tipsy where, out there on playground. Where, <laughs> where they had to uh, what was the word they said? Uh, uh, move a deer from a classroom. The oh, wow. to be staggering around dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, was about two and a half or three years old, they said. It had got in it, it, it busted its way into the emergency exit. <laughs> Instead of going in the exit, or went in the exit, and managed to get into a classroom. The police were called. They came to get it, and it would running around and uh, I don't know I'm trying to think of the right word uh, I just wanted to learn with all the kids how to <laughs> do all the reindeer games I just want to learn <laughs> and they took but, the, but the police oh. wouldn't let poor Rudolph play any of those reindeer games <laughs> yeah. and I, that, was, that was some other funny stuff that they had said well no well, that was another news story I had, but uh, 
it forced its way in and they chased it out of the classroom, down the hallway. I think <laughs> the principal's office, but <laughs> yeah. it uh, managed to get to the door and they, you know, shut it open. You know, I ran across a whole bunch of other stories too about animals opening doors for some reason. They're learning how to open doors. Hmm. There's a bear, a couple bear stories in the news that where a bear, there's a lady teaching the bear how to open the door. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this story is uh, the deer got out and ran ran off, staggered off into the woods. But the anyway. stag staggered off into the woods with the Jack Daniels <laughs> truck was that? <laughs> I mean, I ran across like four or five deer stories and bear stories. And well, it's that time of year for deers to be on the move doing crazy stuff. It's, yeah. it's deer hunting season, so they're trying to get away. <laughs> so I do, I'll hide from the hunters right in plain sight where all the people are. <laughs> yep. yeah. Maybe they won't notice me. I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give them that deer in the headlight look. <laughs> what, Bowie? Yeah, well, um, I have one called uh, Robots Hitting the Street as Demand for Food Delivery Grows. In Ann Arbor, Michigan, robot food delivery is no longer the stuff of science fiction, but you may not see it in your neighborhood anytime soon. Uh, hundreds of little robots, knee-high and able to hold about four large pizzas, are now navigating college campuses and some city sidewalks uh, in the U.S., U.K., and elsewhere. Uh, all robots were being tested in limited numbers before the coronavirus hit, but uh, the company who builds them uh, says that Pandemic-related labor shortages and uh, the lockdowns have uh, uh, increased the demand for uh, deliveries. Uh, and if they have accelerated their deployment, uh, they saw the demand for robot use go through the ceiling, and the article goes on. But yeah, the event basically is, is a handful of college towns like Ann Arbor, I think out west there somewhere like San Francisco, uh, India, as it said, UK. Uh, they have little robots that are about knee high that make deliveries. They go down the sidewalk and they have larger ones that are about six feet tall. Uh, and wow. they, they can move up to 25 miles an hour. Uh, kind of like a Roomba. Uh, they, they have like a, they only go so far from you know, where they make the food at and, a certain radius uh and the difference is with of course with a driver they stock up with you know say four or five or six different orders and they drive around the circuit to go from place to place to place but with the robots they you make your order they put it in the robot goes straight to you straight back so it's just one order out one order back uh, and so you get your stuff uh, you know with a, a lot quicker response time and what they do is uh, you, they send you a code on your smartphone. So whenever the robot gets there, you just punch in the code, the top pops open, and you grab your food out, and you close the top, send it back on its way. 
Which means, I suppose, you prepay with a credit card whenever you do. I wonder how it would work if somebody lived like an apartment building or a dormitory where you got to go up an elevator. You you would have to come out to a delivery spot. Ah. Uh, they, they would say we'll deliver it by the the big elm tree uh, out in the parking lot or or whatever. There, there, there's a designated delivery <laughs> spot, and you have to go to yeah. that designated spot. Probably well, you, you don't transact money; you just have a well, code. I can tell you a, a story like what not experience it. It's an army story, sort of. Okay, you're in the army barracks, and you order a pizza, and they deliver the pizza. If you're not downstairs to get your pizza, somebody else is going to pay for it and eat it. <laughs> you better make sure you go down there when well, you live in a dorm. You got to with the robot, if they don't have the code, they can't open the robot. They have to have the code that's into your phone. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you get the code. The robot comes. <laughs> so you guys give us my robot. That's my food. And you punch in the code and take out your stuff. Huh. So that's pretty handy. They're they're developing it. They're growing it. The more people stay in and lock down, uh, it, it 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 saves on labor. People don't want to drive. It's too, maybe the too demeaning of a job or something. So yeah, it's good technology. <laughs> But they could hit that robot hard with a sledgehammer and open up that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to smash pizza. <clears throat> well, my second odd news story, or whatever third one I guess it would be, is a sad one. But a man's obituary in lieu of flowers asked people to bet on the corn Nebraska Corn Huskers football game. <laughs> He passed away, and he was 73. I'm not going to say his name because I didn't record it for one reason. <laughs> but yeah, in lieu of flowers, he asked people to bet Nebraska was playing Iowa. I think they're the Hawkeyes. Buckeyes. Don't waste your money on flowers for me. Just bet on the ball game. Bet on for yourself. <laughs> they're probably the Buckeyes. He was a big uh, Nebraska fan. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, I've heard it given to charities or worthy causes, but yeah, but they got a game. I mean, uh, it's kind of strange. <laughs> so I'm wondering though, because it says the bet got up to five thousand dollars because he, his sons were uh, talking on different talk shows. People heard about it through uh, social media, but they said that they're going to donate some of the proceeds to the Boys and Girls Club of their area. You want to know something? What? It's nothing to be ashamed of. Well, that's good. Well, I have another story, but this one, it's an animal story, but it's different. <laughs> I think I did before, but anyway, a, a father and son were moving from Las Vegas to Maine. And when they, after their four hour, not four hour, four day trip, <laughs> four hours, whew, they were unloading their moving van. And they spotted a roadrunner had been in their truck. <laughs> now a roadrunner stowed away in a moving van from Las Vegas to Maine. And so they spotted the roadrunner, closed the truck. They went and called the animal control. Animal control came. It was up in the storage compartment, you know, up above the cab of the truck. You know, And so then they were able to 
go in and spook it to where it would run out and the animal control person grabbed it as it ran out probably not with the free bowl of bird seed acne <laughs> <laughs> bird seed <laughs> they, they captured the road runner and was able to rescue it and take it to a the bird sanctuary where it recuperated, it was a little dehydrated. Back to the Mojave Desert where it belongs on in the Warner Brothers cartoons. Maybe right. <laughs> I'm wondering it might not be able to survive before it's so cold. Maybe when it's used Schroeder. to the desert temperatures. Uh, they put it in. They put it in the oven and turn it on. And... <laughs> yeah. We're having Roadrunner from Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, step in this nice little incubator, little roadrunner bird. Maybe get the coyote. <laughs> you look like you have on the coyote suit under that chef hat. <laughs> it's the animal rescue. No, it's really the coyote. <laughs> well, my my uh, uh, last item here I have as a public service announcement, I guess you could call it, is. Uh, 45 weird Christmas gifts sure to please everyone on your list. Now, I'm not going to read all 45, but I will read, say, the first 15. And maybe over the course of the couple of weeks, I'll, I'll read the next and the next 15. That way you have some ideas of Christmas gifts that you can get for your loved ones. Is this your Christmas gift list? Maybe. <laughs> we'll have to find out, won't we? Um, but there's something you word for everyone. Uh, and I I did get this from uh, Huffington Post. Uh, now, if you go to Huffington Post, there's a blurb on there that if you click through some links, they might, they might get some uh, monetary kickback from purchases. But we don't get any monetary benefit <laughs> if you buy any of these things at all. Uh, but to get going here... Um, uh, where'd it go? <laughs> Musical toilet paper roll. <laughs> this is from BigBamboopaper.com. <laughs> Although wrapping paper usually gets the focus, toilet paper should be number one and number two on every other day of the week. <laughs> it's a, a, a music box that plays music when you unroll the toilet paper. Number two, bacon-scented wrapping paper. <laughs> From mainlymanco.com. Some people really love the smell of bacon, but frankly, giving raw bacon to someone is not a practical gift at all. Uh, but this gift smells like pure cured pork belly. Hmm. Number three, a toilet snake. <laughs> This is, this is from BigMouthIncorporated.com. Uh, hosting people for the holidays can be fun. With a big load. With a big load. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> hosting people for the holidays can be big fun, but not if they insist on using bathrooms other than the one designated for a company. The toilet snake is designed to encourage your guests to follow directions. Basically, it's a big fake turd you put in your toilet people go, they don't use that bathroom they go to the one that's <laughs> I thought maybe it was a real rubber snake or something that you put in there to scare people away it's just 
Let's see. Let me read this again. I thought you meant one of snakes to unclog the toilet after they oh. use. It. Yeah. Well, it says toilet snake, so maybe it, maybe it is like a rubber snake you, you drop in the toilet. <laughs> and of course, it's fake. <laughs> People see it, you go, uh, and they get disgusted, the and the horrified, uh. and they go to the correct bathroom. Yeah. Uh, number four, a fine art version of a woman yelling at her cat. I don't know what that means. Uh, sideshow.com. Uh, art is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, and this is a fine art version of the meme of a woman yelling at her cat. So I, I've never seen the meme for obvious reasons. So there you go. People who know what they're talking about. There you go. <laughs> uh, number five, personalized gift wrapping. Uh, Giftwrapmyface.com. What do you give with a narcissist with a sense of humor? themselves and put their face on the wrapping paper. <laughs> Number six, Bernie Sanders and his mittens tree ornament. Uh, Oldworldofchristmas.com uh, the, the Democratic Socialist in your life will surely get a big kick out of this Christmas ornament that looks like Bernie Sanders and his mittens. I, mm. I, I kind of remember something about Bernie Sanders and Whitman's in the news a while back, but I don't know what it is now. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, seven, combination cozy and fishing pole. <laughs> Chillandreal.com. Want to fish while still keeping your drink cold? Don't we all? With this reel, it's possible. It's basically a cup cozy attached to a fishing reel. Yeah, but the only bad thing when you pick it up to cast it out, you're going to be spilling your soda or your beer or whatever all over. And whenever that, when you catch that fish and you got to reel it in to fight it back to shore, you're just going to drink everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the idea is for fishermen who do a good job at drowning worms and rusting their hooks, you can kind of chill out and drink your beer while you're staring at the lake. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Number eight, a light up peeing Santa sweater. What? <laughs> that's, that's horrible. Uh, Tipsyelves.com. Like anyone else, Santa has to answer nature's call. Unlike everyone else, his bathroom break is immortalized in a light up sweater. <laughs> oh, man. I guess Santa with his pants down, peeing in the toilet or something. Uh, what do you get somebody who has everything? That right there. <laughs> yeah, and it lights up. Everybody can see it. Um, nine, a poop soap on a rope. Wow. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, also from BigMouthIncorporated.com. When it comes to getting clean. Nothing matches the experience of bathing with a piece of soap designed to look like a turd. <laughs> That's so horrible. That's I hope awful. it smells better than poop. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Man, I guess his poop don't stink, does it? <laughs> Number 10, a sexy elf on the shelf costume. From elf on the shelf ain't sexy. 
from threewitnesses.com. Um, the elf on the shelf is supposed to stay on the mantle, but don't be surprised if it ends up in part of the house that's a little bit more romantic. So I guess it's a sexually dressed, hopefully female elf. Uh, I guess Jill would prefer the male elf, but not me. I was going to say, the one I remember, he's real mischievous looking with the yeah. a full body outfit on, like an elf outfit. Mischievous with a full body outfit, but this one might be mischievous with the skimpy negligee. <laughs> I wonder if it blows up. If you get a elf on the shelf. An inflatable elf on the shelf. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eleven, an ugly Christmas sweater, Koji. Uh, Toughanddrinkwear.com. Uh, ugly Christmas sweaters are supposed to keep you warm, but this one is designed to drink to keep drinks cool when you're slightly buzzing for Christmas parties, I guess. Mm-hmm. Little ugly sweater for your cup, Koji. Number 12, the tubbler. The Sandra Abler, the photography.com. Uh, baths are one of life's pleasures. But outside, what? The, the tubbler makes it possible to bathe in any environment outside of a bathroom. Wow. So it's an outside bathtub. I think we're regressing to like 1920 or something <laughs> <laughs> because before electricity, that's what people did. You got a big uh, 50 gallon or 30 gallon uh, wash tub, tub. You, you know, yeah. wash tub and you went outside and you filled it full of hot water and you bathed in it. We got pictures of that. When my, my grandma's floor valve. They used to take a bath outdoors in the big tub. Oh. Wow. People are regressing to a hundred years ago. Technology, I guess. I think it was cute when little babies did it, but if you see some man or woman sitting out there in a porch tub, it might have been. Well, there's a picture whenever our our mom was like, I don't know, a toddler. She was probably two or three years old. And Uncle Dale just standing next to the tub with a towel, and your mom's in the tub taking her bath. (laughs) They're outdoors. There's a big old huge pig with his butt in the the shot. (laughs) So the pig's butt right next to the wash tub with a clean little girl in it. Well, out on the farm, that's what they used to do way back. Yeah, that would have been in, in the mid forties, late. Or, Maybe she had to get a bath because she went in with the pigs and got all stinky. Could be, but because Uncle Dave was with the towel, like ready to catch her, catch her when she jumped out or something. Um, hmm. Anyway, number thirteen, uh, a cheese carving of a cell phone. <laughs> Was something.com. Uh, oh, you got me a phone. How sweet. Actually, this one is more savory. It's made out of cheese. So I can't actually make calls with it? No, it's cheese. I can't scroll on Instagram? No, it's cheese. <laughs> can't take selfies with it? Well, it doesn't take photos. But you can use another camera to take a, a picture of this cheese with you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can say cheese. Do with the cheese phone? Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Here's one for Terry. 
Number 14, a sex toy that doubles as a safe. <laughs> Boy, that's a big toy. <laughs> From IowaFlow.com, I think that's it. Imagine this scenario. Your house is being broken into, but the thieves don't take anything valuable because you're valuable, uh, because it's all locked up and it's safe. It looks like it's the lubed up sex toy. <laughs> lubed up. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I don't want to imagine that as much as I possibly have to. <laughs> but I guess that'll work. If you Awful big. Awful big sex toy there. <laughs> I know. Industrial strength or something. Especially with all of Terry's riches. <laughs> yep. Gotta hide it somewhere. Finally, 15 dog goggles. Uh, Bcanco.com. Does your dog need goggles? Yeah, right. Maybe not. But Social media does need a photo of you trying to make your dog wear them. <laughs> I think so, probably. <laughs> anyway, that's my end of my helpful list of uh, Christmas gifts. If you need some ideas for somebody, and, and I might try to include the links on the show notes. Uh, like I said, the original links uh, from came from Huffington Post. If you click through, they'll they'll get the kickback. But if I just grab the links. Uh, you just go and get them, and we don't get any money for it. <laughs> yeah. we have any Jill words this week? We do. I don't have any more stories, so we can move on to that. Weird words, weird words. What you gonna do? This first one you guys maybe heard on a different podcast that we all listen to. The word is nerdle. In you. R D L E Nerdle. That sounds familiar. It sounds like a, 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 a intellectual turtle, like a nerd <laughs> is a turtle. And it misspelled turtle. Yeah. <laughs> a turtle with a head cold. I'm a, I'm a nerdle. You're such a nerd. Call my shells. <laughs> I can't believe you guys don't remember. I, I, I know I've heard it, but I cannot think of it. It was on a recent so, podcast that we all it's a ladle. To. A ladle. This word means the glob of toothpaste on your toothbrush. Oh, yeah, that. And we give credit to whoever the guy was that sent in the quiz to James and John because oh, that, that was the word. Shows. On there. Yeah. Myrtle. And our next word flummox. F. L U M M O X. Flummox. It's an ox. It's very flummy. Oh. It means to uh, baffle somebody or something like that. Or. Ding, ding, ding. You got it right. To exasperate or confuse or along that lines. I'm so flummoxed. <laughs> the next word is cockamamie. Some of these words sound pretty easy to me. Cockamamie. How silly. How outrageous. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess I don't need to spell it for you guys. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> and the answer is absurd, like you're saying. What, you afraid to spell it? 
<laughs> it does have a couple um strange it is cockamamie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you guys already guessed that one absurd. Silly. Nitorosity. N I D O R O S I T Y. speed you can knit. How fast can you knit? My <laughs> nitorosity is three three roars on the Afghan in an hour or whatever. You have a nervous condition. <laughs> huh. This word, I wasn't listening to you guys. I was trying to figure out what I was saying. This word means burping. So if you said burping, you got it right. Uh, well, Terry might see burping, burping. all the time. <laughs> burping or birthing? Giving burping. birth? B-U-R-P-I-N-G, yeah. burping. Nitorosity is burping. So whenever Terry becomes nisserosified on the show. <laughs> Farting from my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's also going right here for my mouth fart. Our next word, I think we've had before, but I don't know. It's calipigeon. It's C-A-L-L-I-P-Y-G-I-A-N. Here, pigeon, pigeon. Here, pigeon, pigeon. You're calling a pigeon, yeah, or or it's like a cow pigeon, like you milk, you can milk the pigeon, <laughs> or or, or, or it's like or it's like the Sesame Street song. Can't you see? There's a bird on me. It's like whenever a bird lands on the butt, on the butt of a cow or something. Oh, that's a good guess, but not right. <laughs> This word means to have a nice behind. Nice behind. Well, that's why the pigeon lands on the cow's butt. It has a nice Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Our next word is blutcherous. B-L-E-T-C-H-E-R-O-U-S. Yeah, that almost sounds familiar. Bletcherous. Somebody who belches a lot. Bletcherous. <laughs> Somebody now who belches his stomach. That one should have been the burp one, huh? Yeah. Yep, it's, just like uh, that. Bletcherous. Uh, a burp? No. <laughs> a fart? And no. A belly this fart? Word, it means poorly designed. So if you have a building, on. maybe that, that does sound kind of familiar. Like we've had it before, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our next word is phenendrum. phenindrum. F I N N I M B R U M. Phenendrum. It's like a, an umbrella that a fish holds in its fin. A fin, <laughs> fin umbrella. A fish riding a bicycle. Well, this word is a From trinket or a knickknack. A trinket <laughs> or a knickknack. So if you have a oh. curio cabinet, you may have it filled with vanilla. That one might sound familiar too, because you had one before that was a knickknack. It was. Yeah. Hey, see, you can use these words again. We'll never think it was. 
<laughs> Instead of the service emporium, they could have the service phenendrum. <laughs> they could just have a phenendrum. Let's call it that. Phenendrum. Yeah. That's Would my last What the heck is a phenendrum? Come on in and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it for the week. So now we get to move on to Terry's top 10. Top 10. Oh, I see. But wait. Terry's top 10, but, but, but wait. <laughs> uh, unless he picks a different uh, list on me. <laughs> Let me find it again. I lost it. Uh-oh. You couldn't find your butt with two hands on it, huh? 10 things you should never do to your butt. <laughs> that one? Okay. We'll do that one. Do not use scented wipes on your butt. Scented wipes? Scented wipes. You, yeah. you want to have that natural smell from down there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> see, even Mickey agrees. <laughs> so do I. Why? I want this to be a surprise. Don't ignore stubborn pimples. What? Stubborn pimples. On your butt. She got a pimple on her butt. She's pretty. <laughs> you might want to get checked out. Oh, you idiot. Do not wipe back to front. God, every week the same This pushes a mess somewhere else, huh? Yeah. In case you didn't know. Uh, Note to self. Don't let stress become a literal pain in oh. huh. I, I never put stress there, so I don't know. <laughs> Everybody says it, but nobody means it. Number five, don't push hard. What's the matter with you guys? You got a one-track mind? <laughs> well, why? So I got to get out sometimes. <laughs> I do use, use a pencil or something. Poke and dig it out. <laughs> Work it out. <laughs> don't wipe too roughly. Don't wipe too roughly. You use that soft cotton L, not that uh, military paper with woodchuck still in it. Don't squeeze <laughs> the Charmin. I can't believe it. It's amazing. Or use that number two pencil. <laughs> uh, wipe too roughly. Number seven, don't sit on the potty too long. Why? I don't know. You did Red Ring of Death around your butt. Your feet fall asleep. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Cuts off the circulation. Uh, number eight. Don't assume it's hemorrhoids. Gee, it's one thrill after another. <laughs> Get checked out. Uh, why not? I mean, <laughs> what else would it be? That's what I don't Number nine. Eat a healthy diet. Yeah. You, you could eat salads and it became a salad shooter. I guess that was that was it, I guess. I don't know. Get busy on it together fast. Uh, my yeah, well, you know, healthy diet keeps things moving regularly. You get plenty of fruits and roughage and stuff like that. Like I said, there's a, a list of things that are associated with your diet. Uh, uh, things to know. Public <laughs> service announcement.
Anyway, it's the more you know. <laughs> that was our stupid list. I had better ones that one. I was just wanted to get yeah. it. And such pleasant tree for Christmas. I just wanted to fart that one away. <laughs> wow, well, that's Christmas list. Healthy butt tips. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we like to move into our anchor topic. blindness and blindness rehab um our topic today was going to be on low vision stuff that we have no vision <laughs> um and uh i i do have a list uh a few, several weeks back uh the blind the, the heinz blind rehab folks over the summer they they did a weekly uh, zoom meeting and one of them was on the vision, and they actually handed out a resource of various uh, low vision apps on your phone, on a smartphone. Uh, and one thing they have on the Apple phone, the iPhone, is a magnifier. Pretty sure the Android phones do this too. You go into your accessibility settings, and you can turn on the magnification, it uses the camera and it will, you know, just like you, your, your camera viewfinder, it just shows the display on your screen and it makes your phone into a magnifying glass. And you can adjust the mag magnifying from, you know, just a little bit, like maybe one X or two X up to you know, several X big, however big you need it. And of course, if you have an iPhone plus, the bigger the screen, the more it will add to the amplification. So it's a pretty handy tip. If you just have low vision, they just need a boost once in a while to see stuff. Uh, there's a device called the OrCam. And what that is, it's actually a wearable device. Uh, it attaches to like an eyeglasses frame as a camera. And where you look, uh, it, you aim, it's aiming the camera there, and they will actually OCR what's in front of you. If there's a sign, it'll tell you what the sign says. Uh, you can actually read a magazine or a newspaper. I have one. Yeah. So Terry can tell us more about it. I think he did tell us about um, a longer episode before. Do you want to qu quickly give us a, a recap of what it does? Well, like what you're just saying, it, you know, you can read, you can hold something, you can hold a newspaper in your hands like you, a normal person. And you have your glasses on, you can actually, some of them are sensitive enough to wear you can just give a little nod of your head, just a little shake of your head, and it will trigger the, the camera to take a snapshot of, of what you're looking at, like the newspaper. Um, or, you know, if you can hold the, the paper in your hand with one hand, then you take your index finger of your right hand and touch your nose. And as you take your right hand away from your nose, you turn it away from you to where where your thumbnail, your fingernail is actually facing you. And so what it is, is the camera will lock in on your fingernail, what you're pointing at, and it will take a picture. It'll read a line above where your finger's at. Right. You don't have to extend your arm out and poke somebody in the eye, you know, but I mean, you can so be reading the newspaper. It wouldn't be that far away anyway. Right. But I'm just saying, I've used it at McDonald's before, let's say, and you're standing at the counter and I can touch my nose and point, uh, you know, where I think the 
menu board is and it will snapshot a picture and start reading it to you. Okay. And it doesn't have to be something on your desk in front of you. You have to have a, a good amount of light and you can't do it in the dark, you know, right. and it will, you read articles, you know, stuff on print. It will, if you, it will, um, like if there's nothing there, I'm trying to remember how you make it to where it'll tell you the color of things like a color identifier. Right. It has, it has different modes. It'll do face recognitions. It'll, you can snap a picture of Jill from the front and the side and a couple of angles or something, and it'll recognize Jill's face if she's within the If you just if you hold your arm up in front of your face, like looking at your watch, whether you have a watch on your wrist or not, the, the, it will tell you the time. Oh. And if you if you glance at it, it'll tell you the time. But if you hold your arm there in front of you, like you're looking at the time, it will actually tell you the time and the date. You know. Okay, so those various helpful things that the work camp can do for someone who has right. low vision or even no vision. Like I said, if he had low vision, like Terry was saying, you, you could actually kind of see fuzzily enough to know what you want to point at and get more information about. The, the, the camera is actually like smaller than like a five pack stick of Wrigley's gum. It's smaller than that, but it's in the same type shape, you know, rectangular. And it mounts you like magnetically onto a bracket on your glasses. Right. And uh, no, I've heard that they have the kind that's not wearable. You hold it in your hand, but it still operates much the same way. Yeah. So it's very, it, the back of the device is actually a little speaker. And so, you know, it actually, anybody who is around, you can hear what it's reading to you, et cetera. And so, but you can unplug that little speaker and put it in your pocket and it's only like a half inch big and you can actually plug in a pair of earbuds that comes with it and then you have it in your ear as opposed to people around you listening to what you're looking at so right okay and so definitely something that someone's low vision or even no vision uh, would be handy to look into from what i hear about it i'm not quite interested in it. Uh, it has a lot of good stuff it does, but to me, it, it still has some gaps, as any technology would. Uh, another thing, this is a free one you can get for your phone, and I know it comes on Android and, as well as iPhone, and that is Seeing AI. It's a product that Microsoft has come out with, and uh, maybe we'll demonstrate it sometime more fully but it has different modes where it uh, uses the camera and you hold an item with print on it, like say an envelope you got in the mail, uh, just a few inches away from it, eight, six, eight inches away, maybe a foot away. And as soon as it recognizes print, it'll start reading it to you. Oh, this is a phone bill. Oh, next item. Oh, this is a whatever. It, it, it can read handwriting. I've never really used much on that, but I used it not too long ago because at our church, they sing a song they're supposed to learn each week or each month. And they hand out a, a thing, which is like they took a picture, uh, printed a copy of the page out of the songbook, a different songbook than what we use. Right. And so I tried to use it thinking, OK, I can do this and it'll tell me the words and I can learn the song. 
Little did I know it would read the music. I guess that's what it was doing because it was saying C sharp and all these other things. And I uh. didn't know what that was all about. And then if you remember in the church hymnals, it has the word spread out that you're supposed to hold longer. Yeah. And <laughs> so it said, ho, it didn't say long like that. It said ho and then lie because the word was holy, of course. And, right. and some of the words I was like, you know, they split in half and. I was like, well, maybe that wasn't such a good idea for that because it it read it, but it wasn't reading it the way you would read it as a person. It would read, it was reading it from top to bottom. (laughs) Yeah. And if you have four verses, it'll read line one of verse one, line one of verse two, line one of verse three. And you had to go to the next staff of music and then second line of verse one, second line of verse two. (laughs) It can be confusing, but if you're aware of that, you Maybe you could track along. It, 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 can, it can be really difficult, though. I'll, I'll it does work really well, though, for reading letters or things like that. Yeah. And uh, it has a mode where, like, oh, this is, uh, I'm looking for this book. Well, here it is. Then you can switch it from instantaneous mode to, it'll snap a picture and save that document. Oh, yeah, so that's you, what I, the document, that's what I was doing. So you can you save that document and uh Email it to yourself so you can read it later on your computer, uh, or if you have uh, on an iPhone, you can like airdrop it to your MacBook if you happen to have one. Or, uh, Not only so that, but, but they have have a light a light indicator in there, so you can tell if the lights are on. It has a color indicator, has a barcode reader. It uh, it can do money. Yeah, you know, money. It, it, it'll do at least a half a dozen or eight or, eight or nine, ten things. It, it'll, it'll describe the scenery. You know? Yeah, right. Like I said, we'll have to we'll have to come back to this and give it a more full demonstration. But in the document mode, though, it will also if you take a picture of a document. If you are fluent in other languages, it gives you more than just German, French, Spanish to read that back to you, right. and some go well why is that well if you ever go if you, sometimes you might pick up something and you go to take a picture and it's like all in espanol it's like whoa what's all this you can take a picture of that even though it's in spanish then you can select to read it back in english there you go you right. know, or, or you can copy it and go to someone like google translate and paste it in if you if you went to another country you know or you know and everything and you could take a picture of a sign in germany you know and then and then have it read it back to you in English. And and, and so, so far out of all these, to, to me, uh, the, the uh, seeing AI is one that I, I tend to use most out of all these types of apps. Being, being a, the president of the Massey County Association of the Point, I, I recommend that for every person who comes in with an iPhone. Who comes in to visit because it's so uh, robust with the various modes that it has in the way oh, it's yeah. full process. Now, the, here's here's probably the one big drawback is when it does process, it, it snaps a picture, it sends it off to a Microsoft server, it re- processes it, sends it back, and it reads it. If you do not have an internet connection or a cell phone SIM card, it doesn't do anything. You, you have to have a live connection for it to process. And there's also a IRA a vision, wait a minute, I'm the wrong thing, Optelec. 
magnifier. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. Uh, there's an IRA vision simulator, which kind of works like the uh, OrCam, only you can connect to the internet and you're interacting with a live person. So with the IRA vision system, you can be like shopping at Walmart and you can activate it and and somebody can be looking through a camera and say, oh, you're in the aisle with the, the toys in it. Okay, uh -huh. You know, okay, the, the hardware section is right, is to your left over there. Uh, you have a live person who, who can assist you uh, as you use this uh, IRA system. And I hear it's really handy, but again, it relies on the internet connections. There's another one uh, called Be My Eyes that works that way. I've used it a couple times but, to make sure yeah, like but, your clothes match. But with the with the Irish stuff, it's that's more for like if you're walking down the street too. Oh, that would be my eyes, not so much. But right, they do like, get a live person though. They make a phone call to somebody, and right. I've used it a couple different times for different things. Now, of course, <laughs> well, on this list is be my eyes, which as I've been talking about, I won't go into that anymore and that really kind of rounds out this short list of apps uh, be my eyes is free uh, seeing an eye is free uh, the iris system does cost us it's actually a subscription you have to subscribe to it so if you know you're going to use it use quite a bit it's worth it uh, and or can be it's you know buy it once and it's yours so the various systems out there for, for people with low vision and even no vision, these can help out to get around in the environment and world around you. So that's all I have on that. Um, oh, you know, we do have uh, some emails this week. So now i got to find my emails. Let's see. Emails, emails, emails. What did I put? <laughs> I uh, know well, they're right here somewhere. Here, email, email, email. Here, email, email. Oh, here we go. We got emails. Uh, and this is from an actual real live listener. <laughs> no way. Hey, Jill, Keith, and Terry, your last episode inspired me to give some advice for all. Between Keith's anniversary and Terry's top 10, it reminded me of my parents' advice to me when I became old enough to court the young ladies. Do you know how a fart is similar to a relationship? You don't nope. want to apply too much pressure or things will get messy really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hope this makes it on the show. Uh, Artie Fartyton from Fart, Virginia. Of course, <laughs> not his real name. I'm not sure if there is a real town called Fart, Virginia, but I'll take his word for it. Uh, anyway, I have another one. Hi, Jill, Terry, and Keith. Here's a story for you. I call it uh, Post-Turtle Politics. I'm a doctor in a rural area. One day, I was stitching up a cut on the hand of a 75-year-old farmer. To occupy the time and to distract my patient, I struck up a conversation with the old man. 
eventually the topic got around to politics and politicians and their roles as our leaders. The old farmer said, well, the way I see it, most politicians are post turtles. Uh, not being familiar with the term, I asked him what a post turtle was. The old farmer said, you ever notice when you're driving down a country road and you come across a fence post with a turtle on top of it? That's a post turtle. I suppose my blank expression gave away my confusion, so the farmer continued to explain. You know that turtle didn't get up there himself. He doesn't belong up there. He doesn't know what to do while he's up there. He's elevated beyond his ability to function. And you just wonder what kind of dumb arse put him up there to begin with. Oh, that's a clue. Uh, good thing I was pulling that last stitch tight. After having a good laugh, I said to him, uh, I thought, oh, after having a good laugh, I sent him on his way and thought you might be able to use this on your show. Dr. Ganley Welby, uh, Poop Hill, oh, was, wait a minute. oh, stop by for a visit if you're ever in the area of Poop Hill, which is a place in the United Kingdom. Mm. So, uh, I guess the word arse gave it away that he wasn't from America. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in America, no more. Oh. So, anyway. Kind of useless up there. <laughs> anyway, final thoughts. Who has some? Final thoughts. I know, I heard if you cross a beetle with a bunny, you Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> else? Never tell your mom her diet's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be a good idea. <clears throat> I was at a restaurant and they said, Do you want a box for your leftovers? I told him, No, but I'll rustle you for them. <laughs> Do you know how cars eat on their license plates? Yeah, plates. <laughs> you think they have license tags? Uh. <laughs> I might have did this one last week, but I'm not sure. But never pick on your sister when she's holding a baseball bat. <laughs> no, it wasn't last week, but it sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you ever had a baseball bat. But good idea. <laughs> uh, let's see. That car looks nice. That muffler seems exhausted. <laughs> I have a thought of the day. If a mountain and a valley had a baby. What would they name it? Cliff. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, never 
try to baptize a cat. Yeah, in a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my fingers. I can count all of them. <laughs> anyway. Do you know where chicken jokes come from? From you. <laughs> the funny farm. The funny farm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I could go on, but uh, you got any more, Joe? Um, beware of cafeteria food when it looks like it's moving. I can tell you it's getting close to this, but do you know where snowmen go to dance? At the snowballs. <laughs> yeah. That's well, all for me this week. I have no more thoughts. I, I, I probably could go on, but I'll stop where I'm at. <laughs> well, this is the closing part where we're the hosts telling you we're going to sign off. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you uh, stop by the webpage. Leave us an email, a comment on any of the show notes. Get a Bargoni button for Giving Tuesday and Giving Month in December. Uh, make sure you leave a rating and review on whatever directory you found us on. And um, tell a friend about us. Put a, help, help them put us in their podcatcher. Yeah. yeah, come back in. next week. Well, I'll be hopefully not under the weather. Yeah, <laughs> tune in next week where Terry might have a top ten thing of things you didn't know about McDonald's, or maybe how <laughs> black fire snakes. Yeah, or, <laughs> or get some more Christmas shopping tips. <laughs> yeah, it's the pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that Christmas pickle. Put it in. There we go. Find it. Uh, recording in progress. I'm just trying to get going. Some bleep, the funny stuff to bleep say on the bleep show. <laughs> no, we're recording now. Bleep. <laughs> Gotta watch those language or family friendly show here. Yeah. Today is the last day of November that we can get out our Christmas pickles. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's go ahead and get this thing going. And I'll open up by saying, that's right, everybody. This is the podcast that sounds funny. And this is the week of November 30th, 2021, season two, show number five, episode 57. We're two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. I'm your host, Keith, and joined with me today are Harry and Jill. And we all have colds, apparently. Yeah. I know leading up to my uh, anniversary weekend off, which would have been the 21st, my wife had the cold leading into it and she was feeling better over the weekend, which was fine. And then coming back, we did our podcast that Tuesday. That was okay. And then all, as the day went on my throat, it's like, I can't talk it up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I hope I can do it today. <laughs> Mine is worse early, like when I first get up, but when I start drinking coffee, it's like the warmness melts whatever's in my throat, but I still feel like I sound funny. Yeah. <clears throat> you sound I'll funny. Be my, I'll be clearing my throat a lot today. <laughs> yeah, possibly me too. But yeah, um, I, I, I actually 
I was wondering how I'd do my, my other podcast. Unfortunately, I didn't have the interview that I thought I would be doing, but I, I managed to grab out one of my archived shows. I whipped it out real quick. Yeah, I listened to it already this morning. It was pretty good. Uh, it's from uh, 1943. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was an old-time radio episode. That we, we did On the all Armed Forces Network. Talking and, about the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. yeah, it was a religious old-time radio show. So I thought we shared it way back then. I'll share it again for this Christmas. It had a holiday, Thanksgiving, christmas kind of a message to it. Uh, but yeah, but uh, I'm actually not sounding too froggy today, but we'll We'll see how that goes. Uh, but anyway, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in our listeners. <laughs> well, it's, it's down a little bit, but it's still on the upswing. Uh, you know, the thing is, I, I guess people listen for a show or two, and they're like, oh, my gosh, these guys are terrible. No, these guys are stupid. It's not but funny. Hey, they're not so funny after all. You're not so funny. Uh, that's fine, but what I'm trying to say here is, is if people listen, you know, being a podcast, we don't know who you are, uh, but before you decide to leave, can you please do me a favor and send me an email and say why you don't like the show? Because uh, it's, it's good to know. How, how can we get things better if we uh, don't have don't anybody tell us? Negative feedback. It's just, oh, just utterly horrible because you all just suck so bad. Well, that's good to know, too. <laughs> constructive criticism. Yeah, offer some some a constructive critique and say, "Oh well, the audio quality is bad," or the host. Yeah, Roger. Or <laughs> the host just don't have anything funny to say, or you, you guys are funny. Or, or I really hate the the sound effects they drop in. Good no too. So, but yeah, if you listen to the show because you heard about us and. You just think, man, eh, well, let me know. Let me know what's so, eh. It'll give me something to work on. Yeah. But anyway, that's not how we'd like to start. We'd like to start with a opening story. It could be a classic family story, something funny, reading, watching, doing. So I know Terry has something. Well, mine is just that we, our tenants here in the building here, Terry's mini mall here, down on the end of the building, they, they they opened it. They got a new sign, and uh, the name of their shop says Service Emporium. And so I was just wondering. I was asking Jill. That's not like one of your words, Emporium. Uh, what's an Emporium, and how do we service it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he, so, I don't know. I'm biting my tongue to suggest some things. <laughs> <laughs> but an Emporium is an old-fashioned word for a kind of eclectic store that has all kinds of manner of things in it. Right. And that's kind of, you know, that's what they're, they're doing. They're trying to do just like we are to sell right. different things. And instead of calling it a junk store, <laughs> Sanford in the sun, <laughs> like a hand store or something. Yeah. Yeah. Come it, on it, in and service your emporium. An emporium. It's like a curio <laughs> shop. It's like a gift shop. It just has a variety of knickknack, this and that kind of thing in it. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? Does Jill have something? Or I, I got it? something. I thought it was kind of funny. Of course, it was Thanksgiving and all the kids came home for Thanksgiving. And my little three-year-old grandson was getting a bath for the day, and he uh, felt an urge coming on. So he's trying to climb out of the bathtub to hop up on the potty, and didn't quite make it and dropped a couple little nuggets on the floor. 
And then he did make a couple in the potty too, but I was happy that he decided to jump out of the tub and not leave any floaters in the tub. Yeah. Kids do do that. (laughs) Yeah. It was funny when he dropped him. He says, "Uh oh. Did it make it? But if they're in a tub, you'd have to do the waffle stop. Yeah. Oh, my other grandson lost a tooth over the weekend. So. That was uh, something different. He lost not all he wants for Christmas is his two front teeth. Yeah. He's missing his top two. We had a grandkid who was in that position a couple of years ago, it seems like. Needing the yeah. two front teeth for Christmas. They uh yeah, my story <clears throat> involves your oldest daughter. <laughs> my oldest daughter? Hmm. Yeah, they remember whenever mom was in ICU before she passed away. You know, mm-hmm. All the kids all came and and got together and you know had set up with her and stuff. And I remember at the time, I think she only had her her oldest child. Yeah. Uh, and and all the other you know sisters and cousins were all having babies left and right. It seemed like so she called to say I'm I'm driving down to visit grandma and everybody. And I said, hey, all your other siblings and people were having babies. How come you don't have any more? She goes, well, we're working on it right now. I thought, well, right now while you're driving? <laughs> That's very talented. <laughs> How do you do that? No, don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> she goes, no, that's not what I mean. Like, I know that's not what you mean, but it's still funny. <laughs> well, you can lower the seat all the way down to the floor now. <laughs> it's funny, though, because then nine months later, she did have uh, her second daughter. Yeah, and she did. So she she must must have been working on that car, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> or it was one of the brand new self driving cars. Although <laughs> on that trip, her husband didn't come down at that time. He did come down later. He <laughs> come down on that trip, so she she was alone in her car. She was for, practicing for the record, by herself. For the record, she was alone in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she was act, actually working on it in the car on the phone at that time. <laughs> let's move on to uh what's the next thing we like to do holidays holidays um oh no we do have uh, some emails this week so now i gotta find my emails what's in the mail for today oh just the usual bunch of crackpot letters what's it say what well isn't that nice Let's see. Emails, emails, emails. What did I put? <laughs> I know well, they're on here somewhere. Here, email, email, email. Here, email, email. Oh, here we go. We got emails. Uh, and this is from an actual real live listener. <laughs> no way. Hey, Jill, Keith, and Terry. Your last episode inspired me to give some advice for all. Between Keith's anniversary and Terry's top 10, it reminded me of my parents' advice to me when I became old enough to court the young ladies. Do you know how a fart is similar to a relationship? You don't want to apply too much pressure or things will get messy really quick. (laughs) <laughs> hope this makes it on the show uh, Artie Fartyton from Fart, Virginia 
of course, <laughs> not his real name. <laughs> I'm not sure if there is a real town called Fark, Virginia, but I'll take his word for it. <laughs> Anyway, I have another one. Hi, Jill, Terry, and Keith. Here's a story for you. I call it uh, post-turtle politics. I'm a doctor in a rural area. One day, I was stitching up a cut on the hand of a 75-year-old farmer. To occupy the time and to distract my patient, I struck up a conversation with an old man. Eventually, the topic got around to politics and politicians and their roles as our leaders. The old farmer said, well, the way I see it, most politicians are post-turtles. Not being familiar with the term, I asked him what a post-turtle was. The old farmer said, you ever notice when you're driving down a country road and you come across a fence post with a turtle on top of it? That's the post turtle. I suppose my blank expression gave away my confusion, so the farmer continued to explain. You know that turtle didn't get up there himself. He doesn't belong up there. He doesn't know what to do while he's up there. He's elevated beyond his ability to function. And you just wonder what kind of dumb arse put him up there to begin with. That's a clue. Uh, Good thing I was pulling that last stitch tight. After having a good laugh, I said to him, uh, I thought, after having a good laugh, I sent him on his way. And thought you might be able to use this on your show. Dr. Ganna Welby, uh, Poop Hill. Oh, it's, wait a minute. Oh, stop by for a visit if you're ever in the area of Poop Hill, which is a place in the United Kingdom. Mm. So, uh, <clears throat> I guess the word arse gave it away that he wasn't from America. <laughs> 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 We're not in America, no more. Oh. So, anyway, most turtles, turtle. kind of useless up there. <laughs> anyway, final thoughts. Who has some? Final thoughts. I know, I heard if you cross a beetle with a bunny, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Uh, <laughs> Never tell your mom her diet's not working. (laughs) Might not be a good idea. (laughs) I was at a restaurant and they said, do you want a box for your leftovers? I told him, no, but I'll rustle you for them. Do you know how cars eat on their license plates? Eh, plates. <laughs> you think they have license tags? Uh. <laughs> I might have did this one last week, but I'm not sure. 
but never pick on your sister when she's holding a baseball bat. <laughs> no, it wasn't last week, but it sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you ever had a baseball bat, but good idea. <laughs> uh, let's see. That car looks nice. That muffler seems exhausted. <laughs> I have a thought of the day. If a mountain and a valley had a baby, what would they name it? Cliff. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, never try to baptize a cat. Yeah, in a toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my fingers. I can count all of them. <laughs> anyway. You know where chicken jokes come from? From you. <laughs> the funny farm. <laughs> well, I, I could go on, but uh, you got any more, Joe? Um, beware of cafeteria food when it looks like it's moving. <laughs> well, I, I could tell you it's getting close to this, but do you know where snowmen go to dance? At the snowballs. <laughs> yeah. That's well, all for me this week. I have no more thoughts. I, I, I probably could go on, but I'll stop where I'm at. <laughs> well, this is the closing part where we're post telling you we're going to sign off. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you uh, stop by the webpage, leave us an email, comment on any of the show notes, head up our donate button for Giving Tuesday and Giving Month in December. Uh, make sure you, you leave a rating and review on whatever directory you found us on and uh, tell a friend about us help, help them put us in their podcatcher yeah. Yeah, come back yeah. next week or I'll be hopefully not under the weather yeah. <laughs> tune in next week where Terry might have a top 10 thing of things you didn't know about McDonald's or maybe how <laughs> black fire snakes yeah, or, <laughs> or get some more Christmas shopping tips <laughs> yeah it's a picture <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny dot com.